Okay, so everybody, I hope you loved the first episode with Shout. Ken, I did. Yeah, I loved I it. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck King loved it. Was it was awesome. Ken Tamplin <laughs> loved it. I was there. Les Carlson loved it. This <laughs> is the second episode, and man, it's going to knock your socks off. It's yes, be it's going to be explosive. Frontline <laughs> Records, rewind. You betcha, rewind.
So Chuck comes up and he goes, Chuck goes, comes up the slick. It's in this song. I know he's in there somewhere. I'm gonna extract him. So he would come up with a lick, and I'd like, all right, cool, I got that. So and it would evolve into stuff. Now that was all he did, by the way. He did that one thing. Goes, you know, in about uh, 1999, I might finish the rest of this. But we did get that. <laughs> you, you, Kenny, this is this is hilarious. Okay, but there's because there, okay, because Kenny would come over to my Kenny would go to work. Wait, I'm gonna night. put a shirt I'm, back I'm on so I don't okay. gross people out. Hold on. <laughs> Kenny, <laughs> Thank you. you. Kenny would go to I just had to do that because you know. You way, uh, I'm in. The, I'm not into Chili Peppers. I do have pants on. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's, here's the hilarious thing. Okay, so you would go to work from what eight o'clock at night to midnight to clean carpets, right? Yeah. So like eight to midnight, can't even think of it. But he'd be at my house at like seven o'clock in the morning before I go to, you know, I'd be getting ready to work. He'd be back at my house at seven o'clock in the morning. I studio, your house. Right? He didn't need sleep. He was probably up all night anyhow. And sometimes he did. He would just be doing something all night long and just come over to my house in the morning. But because I get ready to go off to work. And so if we had a little riff or something like that, yeah. by the time I got home from work, there was a finished song. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And right. It, it was this thing. Kitty living. Oh, yeah. you know, living yeah. on the borderline. He would have the whole song backgrounds and everything. It was like, sheesh. You know, that's, you know, it's the song. And then he made this. I don't remember if it was uh, before or after the fact. I think it must have been before. Let's look up the map on this. Don't quote me on this. But he said, that sounds like a Madonna song, Ken. Come on, really? I go, no, no, it's not Madonna, dude. No, I wasn't thinking about Madonna. I was thinking about <laughs> really. Borderline. <laughs> <laughs> borderline. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, now that I think about it, gee, there's what's there's what's another song? We had we had a lot of songs that we did. Um, Showdown. Oh, it's Kenny. Kenny. That no, was another no, one. Okay. You came up with Showdown. It was called Letdown. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was. called let down. Let down. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm think I... Down. I'm like, this is like a showdown. Yeah. Come on, let's bring yeah, it yeah. out. It's sort of showdown. In fact, there was a buddy of mine that named his band Showdown because he liked that, that, that song. He liked oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that that's right. That's on it's, the first on, album. it's on the first album. The first it won't be a showdown. When we, when we played the, the Double Awards, remember when we played the Double Awards the first year that we played it? Yeah. What song did, what song did we play? We only played one song. Showdown. We played Showdown there. It was Showdown. Yeah, and I went to the audience. Showdown. It freaked out all the GMA uh, executives. You, you know, there, this was a funny story. Okay, we didn't know. We didn't know that you don't play live there. That everyone plays the canned. Oh. They, they, no, and Frontline never told us. You know, and we don't know. So we're ready to go play live. You know, we're planning on playing Showdown live. We're going to go to Showdown, play on the double wars, and we're playing Showdown. So we're set to go live. Um, but they don't let you do that. So I don't know how that worked out, but I do remember. We did they, both. They let us do both. They let us play live to the track. Oh, they, that's they, what happened. But you were, yeah. you know, you got everybody standing up. You were yelling at, at, at the whole they thing. They let us play live to the because, track. I had my mic on yeah. and it let us play. I said, I can, I'm sorry, man. I don't do that. And he, we, we rehearsed this. Our band, we're not going to do that to tracks and we just don't do that. So we're going live. Yeah. And they go, no, yeah. you're going to tracks. I go, no, we can't do that. Yeah. And so they, they actually let all, we had mics and everything, it was live. So we actually played to our own track live. But tell it where it got weird was in the middle when, uh, where uh, I made a mistake and I went out, I'm slap five and up people. And then 
and then the chorus goes off and I have to run back to stage and made it look like an idiot, you know. Anyway. <laughs> it was be, before that though, actually before that, when I realized I didn't have my stage clothes. And what? I was, oh, you know, that's and right. I was, this you was, this was, no, I, I was right. there. Oh, yeah. Somehow I forgot. Oh yeah. So, Sound so check. The, he goes back. So, <laughs> but you know, we're there and it's hard to find a parking spot, but it's actually about a half a mile away from our hotel oh, from where we're staying. I ran the whole way because I knew I didn't know what time because the the, the double wars had already started. They're doing it, and yeah. we were like, we had the, the guys go. You got like a half an hour, you, guys. you know. And I remember just running the whole way back to our hotel in a panic, getting in there, zipping up all the things, you know, like ten floors, getting the thing, getting back down, and running. Though I was like totally out of breath, you know, being back, and I think I had three minutes to spare by the time we got there. You guys, are I'm just. Stupid. Just you guys are so rock. You know, I just just remember the time when we we played uh, a Knott's Berry Farm a second time, and we played that big stage, and we went back into the dressing room, and someone stole all of our clothes. Do you remember that? Yeah, someone stole. Yeah, we went back. You had had your jacket on. (laughs) You had your jacket on, so you got to keep your jacket on, and we were we would do clothes changes where I'd go back and put a different jacket on, and this and that, whatever. And then we put our stage clothes in the back. So whatever the guys were wearing in the front. And we had all these really expensive clothes made from like Bobby Ferrari and all these really expensive stage guys. In fact, our wives helped us make our own clothes too because we figured out that it wasn't all that much of a mystery. But like with with like um, – what's it called? Uh, Schwarzkopf rhinestones, like the really expensive rhinestones and all this stuff. And then I went back in the middle of a set. And I'm looking, and our room is torn through it, like in a in a uh, a trailery kind of thing. And all of our stage clothes were stolen. Oh they stole gosh. everything. And it went back in a t-shirt, a cut-up t-shirt. And Lauren looks at me, and goes, "What did you? What? What's going on here?" You know. And then I couldn't explain it. So we did it. We got back, and then that was the end of it. It was all of the front, the clothes on the front of the second Shout album. They're all gone. Someone in Buena Park, California, owns that stuff. Well, nowadays you could put it up on Facebook and yeah, find yeah, it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you probably. Probably. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Go fund me. Yes. <laughs> kind of like what's his name? Uh, the the quarterback for the Patriots when he had to find his oh, yeah. jersey that, yeah, that finally just turned that's up right. again. Tom Brady. You know. Tom yeah. Brady. So, come on. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Let's start a GoFundMe, everybody. Uh, Get those clothes back. Kenny wants his clothes back. Where, where those I don't yeah, blame him. I don't want him back now. <laughs> I don't want him back. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there it is. Do that Monday. Yeah. There you go.
Les, the other day I was viewing the Frontline YouTube channel. Did you know you're in almost every Rewind promo video? I want to be. Well, you are. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> There's also original music videos of Bloodgood, your band, mm-hmm. and other Frontline artists from the 80s and 90s. Wow. Well, how do I view those? Well, you go to youtube.com backslash F-R-N-T-L-N-R-C-R-D-S. So it's Frontline Records without the vowels. Without the vowels. Yeah. What, what, we can't afford the vowels? Well, I don't know, but... Or you can just search Frontline Records channel in YouTube. I'm going to do that. Okay. Well, what about food on the road? I mean, oh, what did food. you guys... Oh, I'm going to tell you, food on the road. This Come guy. on, let's hear it. All right, food on the road. Because <laughs> he's this, hiding his head. This, this, well, for one thing, because Kenny blew himself up, <laughs> he needs to eat every 15 minutes. <laughs> You know, I see. he just, he's like a duck. You just got to keep feeding that guy, you know, they never get full. So everybody, I mean, just, he wants to pull off at every restaurant. We're driving down the road, you know, oh and, he's, and the way he would do it, it was hilarious. The way he do it, he just kind of, we just left the restaurant. We're full. We're only an hour down the road. And he goes, Jack. What's a burger sound like? You know, do you like do you like bacon on your burgers? And he starts talking about food. Like, you know, if you like it, you know, you get the avocados. He starts, starts describing before you know what he's doing it to everybody, and before long, everyone's thinking, yeah, burger yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. pretty good. You know, kids go, well, there's a place right there we can go get a burger right now. You know, and he would do that to us constantly. Shake sound good about now. <laughs> we went into one place called Grandma. Was it Grandma's? Oh was, my gosh, this, this is the best story ever. This this was Where? just like something you see out of almost deliverance. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, it's wait, really south, scary. Southern, southern, coming out Grandma of Chicago. Southern coming out of Chicago. So it was Illinois, Southern Illinois, called yeah. Grandma's, out of the middle of nowhere. nowhere. And the only cars in the thousand car parking lot were Ford and Chevy trucks. That's it. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's all that was there. We walked in the door, and I truly wanted to turn around and split because the entire <laughs> restaurant stopped, and everybody had super <laughs> short hair. And we're walking in, you know, you know, just, you know, you know, all of a sudden we're looking around the room and they're all just staring at us. And everybody, the whole restaurant stopped. Everybody. And I'm just thinking, okay, I don't really feel comfortable, you know. You know, I'm cool with just leaving right now. You know, but Lauren's like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to go ahead. And Kenny's just walks right on in and goes over and plops yeah. down. No, 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 no. And, and no, we had to wait to be seated. We had to wait to be seated. We're never going to get out No, no, no. We had to wait to be seated. Remember? Oh, wait to be seated. Because Joey walked up. Three uh, okay. Italian. Do you remember this part? Then Joey walked up and goes, uh, there's this giant burly guy with a beard. And he was like 300 pounds with like blood all over his apron uh, and with menus in his hand. Yeah. And Joey goes, so who's grandma? Who's grandma? And that was the guy's back there cooking. There was no grandma. He yeah. goes, I it am Grandma. <laughs> That's he goes, it was the, that the scariest guy. It was, it was like straight out of, out of a, out of a horror movie. Like, Dude, it was know. totally a horror movie. It was a and, horror and, and movie, and the guy was going to cook it. You just knew that Chuki was going to come out any second wee, to do something. Wee, you know what I mean? I totally wanted to leave so bad. I, I so sat there white-knuckling the table just going, come on, guys, let's just leave now. We needed in the middle of everybody. In the one table available. Yeah, the one table and in the middle of the restaurant. And everyone is looking at us, right? And everyone just so, kept looking at us. All right, so meal. wait, there was, there, there was two funny parts to the story. So we're sitting there, we're shucking and jiving. There's the kid part. I don't know if you remember this. There was a really cute little kid that was sitting off and he was eating in a high chair. And I go, guys, look at this. This kid is doing – he's watching me. And every time I take a bite, 
he's like taking a bite. And so and every time I take a drink, he's taking a drink. Remember that? Uh, and, and then I go, watch this. He's doing every single thing I do. So anyway, so I, I didn't have kids at this point, so I didn't know how bad this was, what I, what I was about to do. So anyway, so he's had his plate of spaghetti, and I had this food over here, and I go, I, go, I look at him, and I took a drink, he takes a drink. I take a bite, he takes a bite. And I look at my food, and I go, into the table, like this, and I rub my face in it. And he looks at me, and he goes, boom, and he puts his face in his spaghetti, and his dad grabs it, and he's got this whole place of spaghetti all over him. And, 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 then, and then this guy uh, says to, to Lauren, our bass player, who's kind of a country guy but not country, yeah. and he goes, if it ain't country – it ain't S H I T. Yeah, he's that's the that. word. And true, t- uh, uh, Lauren turns around and goes, "That's right. It ain't country, <laughs> and it ain't S H I T." And I go, "Holy cow, we're going. Let's get the money. Let's go. We're out of here." And yeah. you know, uh, he's just like the. We could have been in a lot. We of could have been in a lot of trouble there. After I was that, comfortable in that place. It was. It was the wrong. Restaurant. Were, it, they were literally. People were talking. It was farmers and stuff back there, but there was farmers that didn't appreciate long-haired people. We were definitely not in our Long-haired bags. Yeah. But we were, hey, do you remember the time, too, that we were in Pennsylvania and we talked, stopped at that choking puke and we went in and all these cars, cars were going the opposite direction? Do you remember that? And we pull in this diner and these cars are just like going gangbusters in the opposite way and we're going to Pennsylvania and we pull into this diner and then, um, you know, we get in and the guy's like, what are you doing here? And we're like, we're hungry. There's a seat. Are you sure? I go, yeah, we're hungry. Like, and then we're like, well, what's going on? And he doesn't say a word. And there's a TV there. And then we see this oh, TV and there's this tornado. Oh, that's right. There's a tornado. And the tornado goes, and there's this guy in a Southern drawl says, it, where, where's tornado just passed John Stevenson's pool. Suck the water <laughs> right out of it. Like, and we're yeah. watching this tornado yeah. like right next to us over this hill. Going, it, was, it was a half mile away. And yeah. we walked outside and there's a semi that was in park. That front was on its side. Yeah. Yeah. Tipped over. And I'm just like going, holy cow that is like whoa and then we just got in our car we kept going the same way back to our gig man we didn't know any better so away we went yeah it rains sideways when you're by a tornado I mean it literally was pounding on the windows like somebody had a hose going and the windows were going wow this is gnarly and (laughs) watch the tornado go by us and suck the entire water out of someone's pool on live video camera somehow they had like some way to like see this thing go by that was just nuts. Anyway, crazy, wow. crazy times. Stupid stuff. So, truth is stranger than fiction. You can't make okay. this stuff up. You you couldn't even come up with all this stuff if you wanted <laughs> all these to. Great that was the same time. What's that? Yeah, this, the never, gift of this never would have happened. These on are great stories. Ne- never right. would have happened on a major secular. Do you remember? Well, and not. so from there, when we got to Chicago, the <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the the thunder uh, thunder and lightning that was. Like practically killing cows all around us. It would not be good to be a cow in some of those places. I tell you, you're just you can't run far enough away. Yeah. So anyway, there we were. These are the best rock oh, stories oh, I've heard, dude. We got another one. We got okay. another one. All right, let's go. Kitty, kitty. Okay, because yeah, because ahead. we would we had like how long did those trains open up when they would stop in Germany? Right? They they would. You, oh you my get like, gosh! Like a minute there, and a half. There were, our there were like now. Nine, eight, seven, six, seven, 
Five, no, four, Doors are closing. Six, yeah. go! <laughs> so you, you, you've been in Europe where you yeah, yeah. drink this up. We had all of our stuff on the street. So we're rifling it out. We had, we had it worked out. We had an assembly line going. We, we, we just have two guys throwing it to two guys, throwing it to two guys, and we just get all our pile of stuff out. So getting it back on the train was the same thing. We'd have it all piled out there. We'd have all right, the train doors would open, and wham, wham, wham. Stuff's piling in. We get it all on one train car. We take over one whole train car with all of our equipment. And so we didn't, usually at that point, we would disperse throughout the train and have little bits of it here and there. So we didn't look like we took over one train car with it, uh-huh. but we were so burned out and we were heading to England, Belgium, to Belgium, Belgium. to go to get a boat to go to England. That's yeah, right. We're right. almost out of money again. This is our yeah. European tour here. And, uh, <laughs> and so we're, you know, we're just down to pennies, enough money to get from Belgium to get tickets to get to England. Yeah. And, and we're on the train and we just go, Joey, Joey just likes to sleep. So we just go, Joey, we just sleep in this car with all our equipment. We're going to split and go, go chill out in the other part of the train. And so Joey crashes out there. He's sleeping with it. Well, the guy's coming through checking everybody's passports. Train and, conductor, yes. Yeah, the, the, that guy, right? And so that guy sees all of our equipment on the train and grabs Joey, takes his passport, and then Joey makes Joey go to you and then demands that we pay for the entire train car. That we have to pay for the train car that we took up with all our equipment. We pulled all this money. Oh. And we're just going, no, 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 no. We're not, you know, he wanted a whole bunch of money. We're going, no. And he goes, you have all your equipment, all these seats, you're paying for them. And then we're, if Kenny starts arguing with him, goes, we're not going to pay. So, okay, I'm going to finish this. Kenny, and Kenny's, Kenny can be a tough negotiator. Kenny's just, you know, the, he, he gets in this little Trump mode and he just goes, we're not paying. You know, he just looks the guy right in the face. And the guy goes, okay. So a little while later, the train stops out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, and, and there's dumps like, us off there's in the middle of nowhere. Guys on, no, no, no. There's guys on horses with machine That's guns. Right. And the That's belt's right. going I on. About that. Yeah, and those yeah, guys yeah. are waiting and they go, oh, no, this isn't good. And they <laughs> opened the train doors and those guys came on and talked to the conductor guy that was arguing with you. Next thing yeah. you know, he brings them right on into us and he just says, you've got two seconds to either pay for the train car or get out here. Yeah, you're that's gonna right. in the middle that's of nowhere. Right. You're gonna walk yeah. to wherever you're going. Yeah, and, and we had it. We had it. We yeah. Well, I, I, I was able to cough up something, and somehow we made it up with uh, cleaning carpets at Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> we it was it was like we were okay. Like all right, why warm. haven't you done a movie? Yeah. Oh, this should be a movie. We are doing it right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the right. beginning. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. called Rewind. Yeah. That's right. Frontline <laughs> Records. Rewind. This is all happened because we were on Frontline's record. All these stories. Oh yeah. If we weren't on Frontline, we wouldn't have all these stories and to think about. That's right. That's awesome. why God. Yeah, we might have had a label that backed us with some of this stuff, and we didn't have to pay for much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, but it was wow. so funny. We ended up paying all of our money. Then we get to Belgium. Now we have to. We're trying to go to banks and trying to get you know trying to find a way to get enough money yeah. to get on the boat to get us to England. And I remember getting off in England. There was a guy speaking English, you know, oh, welcome to England, you know, with the English accent and stuff. And I just, it's I called almost, British, I, not English. British. I, I, just, I, just, I was so happy. I almost kissed the ground. I mean, just, they're speaking English. The guy's welcoming us. I almost kissed the ground like I was back home. You know, it's just like, oh my gosh, you know. What are some favorite lyrics yeah. you wrote, Kenny? That, 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 I mean, you already read those ones. Here's a great example of Chuck saying, I wrote all the lyrics. You ready for this? Okay. You ready? Okay, here we okay. go. So we got his eight track studio. It's a little Foz text. We used to call it fuzz text because it had more distortion than sometimes <laughs> you do. So, so anyway, he go in the studio, he go, <laughs> and I go, brother, I hear it. And God's eyes, so you, you go, actually, I said, God's eyes, 
Listen, that's right. I, I hear had, you better. I hear you better. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I had tell me why though. Tell me why. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. No, 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 I was doing that. Right. I, was doing, so, I had tell I, me I, why. I you like, changed cover, it to the in God's eyes. Cover me. He'd cover me on on like all the vowels and and everything that kind of went in. And I just had to add some consonants and a couple yeah. things here and there. And the rest is history. So he inspired you to write those lyrics. Yeah. But he says I wrote the lyrics, but hey, man. Yeah. And that was In God's Eyes? Yeah, that was, uh, it's called Winners or Losers. Winners or Losers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here it is right now. Winners, winners or Losers. <laughs>
you know, yes, we toured quite for the little time we were together. And, you know, the reason we broke up wasn't, uh, we didn't break up. We, uh, we actually lost our name to a band that had secured a trademark against us, uh, that we went to a legal battle over where, um, they had the right to perform live and exclude us and, and disenfranchise us and not allow us to perform live. And we had the right to sell records because we proved that we had the first record out before them. So we had the, the right to, to, to sell records, but they had the right to perform live. And said, well, we can't at that point in life and in, 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 in music business, you got a tour. Yeah. And so uh, we had to give it up. You know, it was a bummer. And, and financially, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there was that. I had, I had a and family. then there was that. I had a family. <laughs> yeah. you know, you know. Kenny's wife made really good money. So Kenny, get, get, I mean, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny was a workaholic. I mean, the internet. Hey, my wife, my yeah. wife totally I'm, saved me, man. My wife helped me through so much stuff. If it wasn't for her, oh, I, totally. I, I'd still be nothing, which I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling him when I got here that you technically needed about four hours of sleep a month. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And then you were just like, for the first three weeks of the month, you were out of control busy. There was footprints on the ceilings everywhere you were. <laughs> and then after that, you'd wind down to like normal Mach 10. And then yeah. you'd slow down to almost a normal human speed. And then you'd sleep for four hours to start over again. That's it. You know, totally it just, refreshed. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> you never I thought I could sleep up with them. I thought I could. Well, and I, I only did it for a while before I finally just collapsed and said, okay, it's your band, dude. I'll just, whatever you want to do, you do. Just tell me, you know, just let me know in a letter or something, you know. <laughs> I can't keep up. Uh, you know, it was nuts. It was funny. Oh, man. I'm starting, my face is starting to cramp from laughing. You're getting tear you're getting, tear I'm getting Charlie uh, horses on my cheeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys. Uh, It was Uh, good stuff. This was not probably the right thing to do, but in all those states back there, you know, the state after state after state, you had 300 miles to go between, you know, you played concert last night, you got 300 miles to your next concert. And so we're we're blasted off to our next concert and we would get a ticket, you know, because we're always in a hurry, you know, we're we're trying to get there, we get a ticket. So that guy's out, you're in the backseat, you just got a ticket, next guy's up. So the same guy isn't getting two tickets in the same state. you go right through the list. Get three guys getting a ticket in the same. Then we'd have to slow yeah, down that, and go to the speed limit from that point on. And then we get to the state and start over again. That you know? last guy ushered us all the way to City Hall and made us pay cash. The one guy did. We're going to miss a plane. He made us follow his cop car. He was funny. He gives us a ticket for speeding. Tells us we have to follow him into Chicago to pay for it. Yeah, but he, we're going like 95 miles an hour right behind him because we told him we have to exactly. hit the plane. So he, go, he got us there speed. faster. He got us there faster. We still had to go pay for the ticket. He ran us up to the front of the line and got us to pay our ticket really fast. And then I think he took us to the rest of the way to the airport. Yeah, that he was did pretty the cool. State line and told us not to come back. That <laughs> <laughs> was hilarious. By yeah. the way, I have to. I, so we did a lot of touring of the U.S. Yeah. and I have to interject one more funny story because. I have to give Joey Galletta credit for this story because this happened. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> and and Joey. and we what we would do is oftentimes we were late. In fact, they were we were going to call ourselves last minute because we we're going to say, and here they are, last minute. Right? <laughs> so I think we're on like the Creation Festival because I remember saying, "We're in God's creation, are we?" So it had to be that festival. Yeah. But anyway, um, and and we would take turns speeding with this giant van with a giant oversized load behind us whatever and i've seen this actually on a couple of comedy shows and it must have been because we talked about it in interviews way back when but at this time it was joey's turn to drive and he had his sunglasses on we call him the screwy italian 
And we're like running really late to the creation festival. We're we're like doing 90 and like a 55 or something. And all of a sudden this motorcycle cop, I'm in shotgun. Everyone else is kind of dead in the backseat, whatever. The cop pulls us over. This is back in 1987, maybe 88, somewhere right in there. And so it had, we, we claim that this is where this story came from. The cop pulls up, sunglasses on. We had a tinted window. Joey rolls down the window. The guy walks up to the front window and says, son, I've been waiting for you all day. (laughs) And Joey says, I got here as fast as I could. (laughs) I remember that. And and then I've seen that. I've seen that like on TV shows. I know we talked about it in interviews after that. Someone stole that story oh and used it for like Comedy be. Central. It was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> that was Joey Galetta. All right. Since I mentioned Joshua, we might as well talk about it. So how Joshua came about, or excuse me, how Shell came about was um, Lauren, the bass player, was from Joshua. And Joey Galetta, the drummer, was from Joshua. And so in humor, we were going to name the band UA, which was Josh. Without jo- Joshua, without Josh. <laughs> okay. so, and then Chuck was the addition, and then we hired a, key- hired a keyboard player. Yeah. So anyway, it was going to be called UA, like United Artists, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. Uh, Joshua, without Josh. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so we got uh, Jeff Compton, the sound man, who was also That's from Joshua. That's right. We had everybody. We took the whole yeah. band away. Right. So maybe Eric can <laughs> on that one peeled off. So Throw anyway, so, yeah. so we're all talking about, you know, uh, doing doing uh, the Autobahn. And... Um, and it's funny because my old vocal coach, Ron Anderson, one of them, asked if we would go and fix a car that he had in Dusseldorf that had been sitting there for like six or seven years in a garage park. Remember that? And we had to break yeah. in and get in and fi- try to get it started and all that and whatever because he was worried it was an Alfa Romeo. Is it like a really nice car? I didn't go with it. You guys brought it back. So I was just – I was. I know, but we, you just guys trying brought to get it back. Running. So are you guys yeah, mechanics yeah. too? No, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we just – yeah, we, you know, we were tinkerers. Let's just call it that. You know, okay. Dude, if your bus breaks down 20 times, you figure some stuff out. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> anyway, so we did get it started. Oil was leaking everywhere. And so I turned to Jeff and I said, Jeff, you know, um, we need to rent a car – and we wanted to go see some sites. You know, what kind of car do you want to rent? Jeff was a car head. His dad was a – in fact, Jeff was a drug smuggler uh, for the Mexican <laughs> drug cartel. This is before he became a Christian. Oh, okay. yeah, he, okay. he would steal airplanes uh, and fly them low over radar to Mexico and get drugs and bring them back. In fact, his wife, uh, Veronica Compton, look it up. Strange, truth is stranger than fiction. She was the copycat – Killer strangler guys. There was some really weird stories with those two. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so his, his ex-wife <laughs> was the copycat killer yeah, for the hillside strangler or whatever the guy's but name was. She was a long story. Just look it up. You'll see. This is all real. Okay. You know, you got <laughs> to look. Back to the so, autobahn. <laughs> so we're all back in the autobahn. We just Sorry. flew to LA. And yeah, now, we're back. Yeah, now we're back to Germany again. Okay. Uh, little sidetrack. We're back in Germany now. So I said to Jeff, you know, what, what do you want? He goes. He made a funny comment in German. He says. And now we must do the Audi V12, you know. And I said, we have, uh, did you say, oh, we got to rent the Audi V12? He says, yes. You know, so I'm like, okay, so we rent this Audi V12. And this is going to tell all our own characters, like who we are. Chuck, don't get mad. I'm going to share your part of the story too. So we get on the Autobahn and we're cruising and I'm doing about 
160 kilometers, which is about 100 miles an hour. Not that fast for the Autobahn. Yeah. Just kind of cruising. You know, this lady in a BMW station wagon with kids in the car goes, <laughs> like I'm nothing. Yeah. And I'm thinking like I'm white knuckling it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Chuck gets in the car and he's doing around 90 kilometers. I'm like, dude, we're like doing 65. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Right. So we're trading turns. We rent this Audi V12. I forgot to mention yeah. that we actually rented the car. Um, so, so we go, we're going to this castle of Berg Elps. I still remember the name. I don't even know how. We went there once. And, and we're on this cobblestone road. And Jeff and I, again, remember, everyone's jet lagged and they're exhausted, again, from another tour, trying to like, you know, but we want to get out and, you know, do something. Yeah. So, so I'm driving and Jeff Compton is in the passenger seat. Joey's on the left. Screw the Italian guy. Lauren's in the middle. Chuck's on the right. And we're sitting there. And he goes, you know, I've heard some stories about the ABS braking system in this car that's supposed to be phenomenal. And I'm like, <laughs> what did you hear? And it's sprinkling, raining outside. He goes, supposedly you could slam on the brakes on a cobblestone road. And we're barreling down this cobblestone road 100 miles an hour. He goes, you could slam on the brakes. And I'm telling you, man, it's supposed to stop on a dime. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you hear the seatbelts are going, like a lock. And Joey goes, and you hear this snap, 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 snap. And the car goes, and sure enough, the thing stopped. They wouldn't let me drive after that. That was a But we did do it. And he's right, man. It stopped on a dime. I didn't kill anybody. You know what's funny about that story? On that story, the whole time I was sitting in the back seat, I knew we weren't going to make it back alive. I do because everybody was taking turns and everybody wanted to see who could be the fastest guy in the Autobahn. And I finally got my turn. And I just wanted to get it safely back home. You know? you know? But ended up, I ended up going 240 kilometers an hour on that thing. You know? you that know? is about as fast but, as we went to. Yeah. We actually did get, we did get the car up to about 150 miles an hour. Well, at least I figured if I was going to crash, it's me okay, crashing. Then, which is so. around 240 kilometers, by the way. But yeah. for, for our listeners... Yeah. The Autobahn is really, it's actually pretty safe. It's very if safe. You oh, follow safe. the rules. Yeah, yeah, we follow yeah. the rules. When you pass, you pass on the left. Yeah. And yes. as soon as you pass, you move to the right. Yeah. That's right. And then right. if you, somebody's slow, you pass on the yeah. left. That's right. And immediately, you move to the right. That's right. They don't do that here. No. no. And, and, and by the way, too, it's kind of funny. Again, I don't want to monopolize this, but the weird part about when you drive that fast at about 130 or 140 miles an hour yeah. is, you know, when you're going down the freeway and you're kind of cruising along and you see, uh, I want to get off at Harbor Boulevard three miles. Mm. So you kind of see Harbor Boulevard three miles. You go, oh, I got point mm, yeah. Yeah. At two miles, you kind of pull over. And at one mile, you kind of pull over a little yeah. bit and you go, at that speed, and, and you should do this and check it with a, with a camera, it's like passing a telephone pole <laughs> at standing still. So if you're, doing, if you're doing 150, you're passing a telephone pole at 75 miles an hour. No, really, that's the, how the math works. So if you're doing 150, you're passing a car that's doing 75 like a telephone pole Yeah. at okay. 75. Uh, at oh, 75 gotcha. awesome. That's how fast you're going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like so when you get the, so when you get the three mile mark, 
you get the three mile mark and you go, three miles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to get over. Yeah. yeah. You got to you start planning for that thing when you're like 20 miles ahead. You know, you so, just got to look ahead. <laughs> so I, I have a, I have a, a M Roadster. I have an M3 Roadster uh-huh. 1998. I still okay. have it, by the way. I bought it brand new. And I was going to Phoenix, and um, so I was out there on the 10 uh, on, by myself, and there was no cars, and I thought, you know, I should, I should get on this thing. You know? yeah. <laughs> I had the top down. Make sure it still works. Yeah, I, I just got to see if this really does what it's supposed to So, yeah. and I had it up to 137 miles an hour on, you know. Cruising. And it's a, but it's a two-lane road yeah. out there, you yeah. know. And I was like, I was, oh, my God, this the car just kind of sat down and I was going, yeah, right. Okay, okay, like you're going yeah, fast, the, the air just shoves you down. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, I mean, you're going fast, it just but, feels just, good, but the car just, you, you got total control. The car is hugging Solid. the road. And it, then it, I the see, car can handle it. I see yeah. these trucks way in the distance, but by the time I see them in the distance, they're no longer in the distance. <laughs> yeah. I'm on yeah. them, you know, yeah. and I slow right. down yeah. to 90 and I think I'm just like, what? I'm really crawling. No, I know. It feels I'm going really 95, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, that speed thing. But but getting back to the safety, so what they'll do is they'll hit their hazard lights way in advance if there's like traffic or something up ahead, so you know that you're not gonna like, you know, I don't know, be like a satellite crossing the universe <laughs> by the time you hit something. Oops. <laughs> uh, so we've been there, done that. We've right? been there, done that. <laughs> Adele, how do people hear the music featured on the Rewind shows? Well, a lot of people like to stream music these days on Apple Music, Spotify, and other digital music stores. And of course, downloads are available on iTunes and Amazon. And if you're a hardcore classic music appreciator, some physical CDs can be purchased on Amazon and our own website, frontlinerecords.us. Wow. Very informative. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. We were trying to get our songs on, on KLOS. So Kenny went to KLOS on what night? Was Sunday night with Benson? Yeah, Sunday night. Sunday night, night uh, when he would, local music he would do uh, Benson. Kenny shows up with, what did you show up? You showed up with all kinds. You showed up with food, all kinds I of stuff. A 26 foot, uh, uh, 26 sandwich. foot sub sandwich. Huge, yeah, big sandwich. 26 foot sandwich. <laughs> all kind of, 26 foot? Yeah, I don't think it was 26. 26 foot sandwich. Oh it was $150 goodness. back in 1989 or You showed up with, you know, and he goes in there, he's giving it to all the people there, but he, they got it, he got in, yeah. and he got our song on KLOS. Yeah. And we also got in a lot of trouble. We also, yeah. yeah. Nurse Susan was the lady, right? It was Nurse Susan. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Called, called you up and said, we will never, ever be playing on KLOS ever again if we ever do that. That was payola, and we didn't know. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know because I showed fed up the sort of entire I food. fed the entire place, and I didn't know you weren't allowed to do that. Oh my so, gosh! No, um, no, you're feeding the hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were getting paid by major labels anyway to play yeah. their stuff yeah. by the labels. I was just offering food. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you know, what it was yeah. he had the local lick show. He played us yeah. on the local lick show. He didn't play us that night. He played us on the local licks, but he but did it. He, was, he put us into a rotation for a minute, and that's what Nurse Susan yeah. told. And Joe Benson told us, you know, we like your stuff, but. We're, we can't touch this with a 10-foot pole because you keep coming in with all this, uh, 
you know, you know, paraphernalia. So, but this sandwich was from me to my couch, like way over there. And I had to have it special made. It took him the whole day. And back then it was like a hundred and fifty dollar sandwich or whatever. That was a lot of money for me back then. Like cleaning Carl's Jr. It wasn't Carpets just all your nights. money. It was. It, we all had a expense accounts that we had to give to you to do stuff like that. That's but it worked. We're always so broke. Yeah, it worked. Though, it the worked. Band. You know? It was better than buying advertising. Yeah, it was. You know, we were always like everybody was coming up with money every month to go get into this magazine, get that magazine, get that. By the way, by the way, I want I want to share something that Joe Benson said that's very prescient and it's very interesting. Um, he said, "Ken, you know, um, I really love your stuff a lot, actually." He said, "But it's so Christian, or yeah. like it's so spiritual, yeah. and I just don't know if that would fit for our, our label." But the the quality is awesome. But I just don't know how that's going to fit on commercial radio. And so we actually had a conversation later about this, um, about a song that I called, that I wrote, excuse me, um, that uh, was about pro-life. Um, and uh, it, it's a very intense song, by the way. And I don't want to pull, plug that here because it means nothing as far as what our conversation is here. But he said, man, he goes, that song reminds me of Live and Let Die by the Beatles. But he says, I just, I can't play it because the lyrics are so upfront." that it just doesn't fit in the format of a radio. Can you please tone this down? And I said, Joe, I said, you know, when you play ACDC or you play another artist that is very upfront about what they believe, is it not okay that I say something about what I believe? Or is it, he goes, actually, Ken, it is, but I'm talking about what our, our, our radio station feels about it, not about what I feel about it. So, you know, I'd love to sit here and, and cry in my beer and say, you know, we weren't played because our lyrics didn't fit the format. But it's really true. Um, you know, we were ostracized or blackballed or whatever term you want to use because the lyrics were a little uh, too upfront for some people. And I understand that. But it's amazing to me that we could have uh, Kylie, uh, you know, or not, um, Minaj, what's her name? Anyway, you know, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, you, you a ho, you a ho. That's a ho, wait, wait, wait. That's a little upfront. Yeah, yeah. I can say that, but I can't say I can't yeah. talk about you know the unborn in the womb. Well, it's that's just shit, weird. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I say give it a try. Now is the time. You know, yeah. somebody should come along and say, you know what, forget it. We're going to do very straightforward Christian lyrics, and we're not going to water it down. Let's see what that does to this world that we yeah. live in now. I yeah. think, but but, but, but here's away. here's the caveat to that, um, and I want to point this out, and this is important, Les is that our worldview and the bubble of a lot of those kinds of people that write those kinds of lyrics need to need to get out a little bit. And they need to get out a little bit and rub shoulders. And like, we just took a trip to Israel for three weeks, for example. And we had all these amazing tour guides. They were all very, very Hasidic, Jewish, you know, whatever. We had no Christian tour guides the whole time we were there, which was really cool, actually, for us. And, and it was interesting to see their perspective. So if we start trying to talk in a language they don't understand, mm -hmm. then we cut off their ear before they have a chance to hear what we have to say. Yeah. But if we talk in a language that not compromising and not, you know, watering anything down, but in, that we are well thought out things that, in fact, let me give you one quick example of this. Okay. So the last album I did for Christian music was the Tamplin album with me looking like I'm, you know, a, I don't know, renegade in the desert somewhere. There's a whole story behind that. I don't want to go into it all. But you're going to laugh at this, and okay. you may think this is insane. It was right at the time Kurt Cobain and Nirvana and the whole you know Seattle movement started to happen. In fact, that's how I was taking lessons with um, Dr. David Powell was at the same time. 
up till even this time, from back then up to this time. And uh, 92, 91, whatever it was, 90, 1990, 91, 92. And so um, I, I made an entire record, check me out on this, where I studied some of the greatest poets that have ever lived. And it could have been Shakespeare and Tolstoy and T.S. Eliot and whomever, you know, my flavors of the month. But almost every single solitary line of every single song, based on what Joe Benson had said to me, this is entirely predicated on what happened, where it was a line of poetry from a famous poet trying to make my lyrics bulletproof so that whenever anyone said to me, oh, that's Christian. No, actually, that's Shakespeare. Wow. Something wicked this way comes and no one hears their plea or whatever that lyric was. So whenever anyone said, so I presented this to Joe Benson. He goes, you got me, man. Like, I don't, you got me. It's bulletproof. I don't, I don't know if it'll get played. And it didn't. It didn't, uh, you know, but, but what I did was I made a record where I spent two years on the lyrics of, in, and Chuck said, at my pace, dog your life stuff. <laughs> and and, and, yeah. I, and yeah. if you listen, yeah. if you go to the whole record, it's not that I just quoted stuff that was from Shakespeare or Tolstoy or T.S. Eliot or whomever, uh -huh. but it was that they fit a theme of the song in the craziest ways where the whole song made very coherent sense, only using lines by famous poets so that if anyone were to ever say to me, "You're, a, you, I'm going to blackball you because I, this is out of the Bible," I would say, "You can you tell that to Shakespeare? Can you tell that to you know whomever?" Yeah, yeah. And 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 throughout my career, whatever that means, um, and especially from that point on, and I invited other players, and one of our reasons for inviting other players, secular players, to play on our stuff was that when the media dissed our stuff, they realized that they were also dissing the artists that associated with us, yeah, yeah. Lanny, Doug Aldridge from White Snake, you know, Marty Friedman from Megadeth, whomever it was. So all of a sudden it turned the tides where they were really uncomfortable about all of a sudden attacking Ken Tamplin or Shout or whomever and their lyrics. And the reason I did that was, and wasn't to put anyone on the spot or wasn't to whatever. The reason I did it was because we're all human and we're all in this journey and we're all in a process and no one here no one here is uh, perfect, but if you align yourselves, going back to the Christian thing and how we present the gospel in ways that are bulletproof, where it's, you know, if you say something, you can't just say, well, the Bible says, that's yeah, great, yeah, and exactly. I do say that, but you say it in a way that's culturally relevant and in a context that they understand that they already appreciate, then I think we go a lot farther and we get a bigger bang for our buck. Find a way was a song that Benson, Benson played on the local That's show. right. Find a way. That's right. He loved that, that, that song. song. Yeah. All right. Well, here's a ballad called Find a, Find a Way. Find a Way.
have fun i mean this was like one of my best times ever with you oh, this guys. is a blast it was so much not fun. too shabby we had an awesome time not yeah. too and, shabby and, and hopefully you guys get to see this what we went through in order to make it all work for you guys that are gonna have to go through the same crap we had to go through 